Will, do you know why I'm the greatest board player alive? Because I totally bluffed the shit out of you. Why are you standing up? I was grabbing mm -hmm. a energy. I was grabbing an energy drink, and the can is sticky. Coke Zero. An energy drink. I was. I'm getting a bang. And a bang. I forgot that. I. Yeah, and I bought <laughs> a few, and one of the cans had a slight hole. So, yeah. Uh, uh, but hey, happy Thanksgiving! Happy Black happy. Friday! Happy Thanksgiving, happy Black Friday um, to all of those who have had turkey and to those who have not. Uh, I hope you've had a great yesterday. Um, I certainly did. I had a lot of collard greens, <laughs> like excess and a lot of other things. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how was your Thanksgiving, Will? Pretty uneventful. Um, you know, hung out with family. I don't eat a lot of turkey. I do eat a lot of ham. I'm a ham guy. Ham it gets guy. cooked with pineapple. Uh, is it ham my grandma's a Christmas stuffing. dish? <clears throat> ham is a universal dish, actually. <laughs> I don't know if you ever went to elementary school, but no, you know your mom would always pack, you know, uh, ham and cheese sandwich, uh, bag of Doritos that you would put in the sandwich because we all know that you come from a nuclear family, um, and that's kind <laughs> of the world that we all live in. Um, yeah no it was fun i had fun truly impressed with your life every day yeah uh i had a good thanksgiving too uh I had a lot of collard greens as i said i helped cook the turkey you know i helped around the that's kitchen interesting it was, it was a good that's cook cool that's quirky good, that's fun <laughs> you're mocking me you're mocking me for honoring thanksgiving for cooking the turkey how you're mocking oh, me, God. saying, no, that's fun. That's crazy. That, that's very cool, Jack. That, you want to know what's that's not cool? That's weird. That's interesting. That's, uh, you know. You want to know what's what? not cool? This episode. <laughs> what's not cool? This episode. Yeah, this episode wasn't sucks. cool. <laughs> Why didn't you get it? It, just said this it didn't have to be this way. It really didn't. Really don't. But, like, it didn't have to be this way, too. It's just the problem with this episode was, one, it was too twist-heavy with, with the three groups. Uh, the boot was pretty predictable, uh, I think, uh, especially, like, starting episode one with, like, just how everything transpired. And so I wish we got more personal content from the person who got voted out, which we all know, Kendra, R.I.P. Uh, I wish we got more just from Kendra. I wish she would, like, talk about what this journey meant to her. Uh, when we get a very straightforward boot, you know, but what do you do? We're there's a reason why we're not on the editing team. <clears throat> you know, I, I I picked this image in particular um, for the cover of today's episode um, because it perfectly encapsulates my feelings going into uh, next week and going on right now with the season is. Oh no. Oh no, not again. I uh, yeah. The re before is running the game pretty pretty succinctly. They're doing a very, very good job of it. And it's the story every week now where it's will the re before break up? Will they stay together? They're probably staying together. And it gets to the point where you have to look back objectively. Because editing is really good, and they're doing a super awesome job with how they're editing the show. It makes you wonder, does it really matter? Because this is the third season of the new era with a Pagani. 42, the Taku 4 makes it to 6. Uh, 44, the Tika 3 makes it to 4. And 45, the Reba 4 is holding strong. And it makes you question kind of what's going on and why there's so many Pagonians. I don't know about you, Will, but yeah. I think 
you know, the reason is is because of the small tribes. Yeah, I think everybody knows going in, there's going to be three tribes of six, um, three tribes of six, and that that's going to be it. And it's always going to be small tribes throughout the whole thing. Well, when you do that every time, people can walk yeah. onto the island and go, all right, I just got to find three people I trust and I never have to betray them. Just work with them the yeah. entire game and we're good to go. That's a problem. You need to spice it up. It is. What do you think? And it stifles gameplay too. Yeah, I, I agree. It stifles gameplay too to an extent because you know no matter what that this four or this three or whatever will never turn their backs on each other. Um, and so when we have a group in a dynamic just like season 45 where we have one tribe that's super chaotic, they're messy, they do not trust each other, they hate each other, but the fact that they kind of have to stick together, it reminds me of uh, Survivor 23 South Pacific, right? Where yeah. the Apolu tribe, they were together the entire time in the Savai'i tribe, they hated each other. They were absolutely going to break up and like go their own different paths. Uh, and Sophie's still winning the game. Had the the merge gone differently, and there's a similar thing. Am I good? Um, yeah, my Wi-Fi is kind of going in and out. <laughs> okay, um, and it, it's a similar thing with here. But the only difference is is that the um, the, the Reba four aren't as compelling. I feel like than the Taku four or the Tika three because I feel like the Taku four those were the misfits right those were the people that no one wanted to like they were the last ones picked on school playground you know and so i feel like those pagangings it made it fun because those were the underdogs and we're seeing now what happens when the popular people get into power right with people like drew austin and d they're not exactly like you know nerds or misfits you know despite what drew would like to talk um and say it to himself um, and I'm going to be honest, this might be a hot take, but if Ariba wins Survivor 45, which is looking likely, this would not be my top 50% of seasons. Um, really? and there's a reason why I haven't. Yeah. And I, I've been very careful about recency bias. Cause if you ask me, you know, three episodes ago, what I thought about the season, I'd be over the moon. But if I'm able to kind of predict how the rest of the season is going to go, then that is a problem. Uh, and there's still time, you know, maybe Ariba wins, but it's, you know, like someone goes out next episode and it's a lot more compelling. But if it's just voting, voting out all the Bellow, Emily at fourth, and then like Reba final three or whatever, or like Reba and Jake at final three, then I'm not going to view it as favorably because it's something we've seen before. Right. Exactly. I think the last thing I want to kind of put on this before we start moving to the people um phil one of our lovely co-podcasters phil makes the remark and says uh you never know how many votes are going to be available um it's not the worst because people get to win it back i can understand yeah. the point however to me it's the principle of again losing <laughs> it's like we talked about this last episode. This was one of the first things we talked about last episode as well. It loses its novelty, right? It loses its yeah. kind of sparkle, its luster when you do it every single episode. You do it once in a while. It's big. It's a big deal. And maybe this exact method could be a good idea. But it's the fact that every ep- – okay, let's, let's count, right? We had two gone this episode. Last episode we had two gone. Uh, final 12 to 10, we had split tribes. Uh, merge, Austin didn't have a vote. Um, let's go back to the previous tribal. It was um, the Brando tribal. Uh, Austin almost didn't have a vote, but used the goodwill to get his vote back. Um, yeah, I think the only true everybody had a vote tribal was when Sean quit. What are we going to say? Phil from Specialist. Thank you, Jeff. And it looks like Will's frozen. So <laughs> um, I guess I'll just be taking your points. Um, 
Yeah, it's, I think it's lost its novelty. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's lost its whole kind of specialty. Um, it's lost everything kind of um, important uh, with that. And I'm hoping in the future that it kind of goes to the side a little bit um, and it's a little bit more manageable. Hi, Will. Welcome back. Hi. Thank you. Sorry. <clears throat> My Wi-Fi, for whatever reason today, despite there being no one home, despite nothing happening, and despite the only other application open on my computer being Discord, uh, decides to just be really slow and unmanageable. Uh, it sucks, but I think I fixed it, and I think we should be good. Great. Um, yeah. Jay, the point I made, um, the Brando photo, yeah, everyone did vote, but Austin didn't have his vote without the goodwill. So it was an advantage-laden everyone had it vote. The one where there was truly no advantages and everybody voted was when Sean quit. But it's, <laughs> that is that is a good point. Yeah, it's it's it sucks, right? Everybody loses their vote or there's advantages laden through it. And yeah. it loses its it loses its steam. It loses its steam. Yeah. And I will say too, I think I mean I I understand the twist on paper. And I like it. I do not like it in this season because of the amount of other times people have lost their vote. I yeah. think if it was a very normal season and then at the final nine, it's like, hey, three of you are going to lose your vote. I think that'd be way more compelling. But I just wasn't a fan of the episode because I just didn't enjoy it as much. Um, you know, again, it just when there's uh, when a lot of the screen time is about the twist and then there's a predictable vote out. You know, with no real shakeup, I wanted some more personal content. We got we got personal content with Bruce, but mm. like Bruce did not get voted out this episode. I wanted to hear more about Kendra and Kendra's story. Um, either that or like Kendra was the puppet master and gets blindsided and backstabbed, kind of like Kelly last episode. You know, exactly. but it's okay. I mean, this episode wasn't the worst. I didn't hate it. I still think the season's really good, but I still think that. I just enjoy a lot of the other episodes more. I still fear. I still fear. Speaking of Kendra, um, Kendra, Kendra was never really much of a strategic uh, player in the season. She didn't really yeah. have a lot of content that was truly like, this is my strategy. This is what I want to do. Uh, people will definitely more remember her from her personal uh, story um, and her kooky little twist on things um wait what do you have to say about kendra i mean she the game was kind of laid out for us except a lot of people to me are like a lot of people are bashing her for her strategic play and her kind of awareness of everything going on you know i understand um but it's also like you know yeah, I think, I don't know. I think people's main gripes with Kendra would be that she's someone we've seen before, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? I kind of view her very similarly to uh, Carolyn from the last season, just sure. not as strategically aware. But it's like, you don't need 18 game bots or 18 strategists to go on an island. Exactly. You know, we need Kendra's, we need Sifu's, we need Bruce's even. We need these types of players to help shine the light on the strategic forces, right? That's yep. why I really liked the original Bello group with Kendra, um, uh, Kelly, and Katora because it felt like all ends of the spectrum, right? We have Kelly, who's just all strategic, not much personal. Kendra, who's the opposite, and then Katora kind of in the middle. And I was really hoping that group would go far very early on in the season. Right. Um, but sadly, that's not what happened. And I do like Kendra, though. I do like her reaction to the Kelly blind side. I like her little moment at the start of the episode where, you know, gives a toast to Kelly. I wish we saw a little more. Again, a little more personal. That's not just, yeah, my dad likes beer and, and, and pretzels. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what can you do? But I do like Kendra this season. I think she was she played a really good role for a very strategic season. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's – I think you're 100% right. I think it's so important to have to have Kendra's and Bruce's and Sifu's, um, all these players 
um, be different from the game bots like Kelly's or Drew's. I think it's so important to have um, very different styles of gameplay because it makes it interesting. That spices it up. If you had 18 nerds on a season of Survivor, it's going to be pretty boring. Yeah. It's going to be pretty boring. Uh, so mixing it up, spicing it up, it's important. It's important. Yep. Now we get to double idol, not man. Um, <laughs> who, yeah. you know, let's go back to Jay's point. Cause I saw this and I was like, Oh, I want to talk about this. Um, they left in that Julie has Austin's idol. I was talking about this. I was thinking about this. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Nobody else saw that. Julie never gave Austin the idol back because everybody assumes that if they're allies, right, Austin gives the idol to Julie, Julie's just going to give it back. Unless yeah. we see that, that doesn't happen. And that's very true with the Jesse Cody moment because we need to see the idol transfer back to assume that Austin has two idols. He only has one. He only has one. But the other thing I want to point out, you see a different number on my little position chart there, Will? Yeah. He's number four. Why? <laughs> uh, so, man, man, yeah, just, like, why? Mainly just to spice it up, you know? I wanted to see something interesting happen. Um, at the same time... Trying to will it? Like, What? Yeah, I'm trying, you know, at the same time, I kind of wonder, um, you know, Austin's edit has a lot of legs. Could Austin be the dragon? I think there's a reasonable chance. I think yeah. we're both right in the sense that he makes the finale. But I'm yeah. interested. And now I've kind of taken your view of maybe he is the dragon. Maybe he is the beast. That has that never been my view. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he is. <laughs> don't, don't spin this on me. What if it ever... Okay. I'm putting words in your mouth. I know. Words yeah, in what? your mouth. I know I am. Um, so, you know, I, I just talking. wanted to, I just wanted to make it interesting. I just wanted to make it interesting. I think it, that you see my chart has Austin at six in episode one and then four this episode. Every other episode is five. You guys want to see a straight line on my graph? Come on. I'll move yeah. back to five next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, so the reason why I I have Austin at five, I was actually going to move him to six, but also mm. I didn't really think that my person at six deserves to be at five. Um, but Austin, he's just been losing a lot of steam because I keep going back to the Caleb vote, right? I forgot the group Austin was in, but Jake pretty much said Austin, you know, doesn't have a backbone. He's just playing for the Rebas. And that is a very important confessional to help explain why Austin is not winning Survivor when he's getting a lot of screen time. Uh, we are living in a post-Xander world where having a lot of screen time doesn't mean that you are a powerful player. We saw how much the edit can change and warp our perceptions of players, and so I'm keeping that in mind with Austin. That, but also giving away his idol to Julie and just never giving it back or never getting it back it's very it's very weird and i feel like austin's <clears throat> austin's whole edit has basically just been about the rebas and about uh advantages and that's a great spot to have to make it far like we said at the very beginning of the season but i also do not think that austin is winning the game and i pretty much ruled him out um and if you I know you wanted big changes. There are big changes to my stocks. I, I made a really powerful move earlier. All right. It's going, move. it's going to rustle some feathers. Um, And I like how you think you can will stuff into existence by changing the stocks. When I did that with Sean Edwards, episode one and two, and you gave me nothing but flack for it. I did. For no reason. Exactly. I'm turning your, uh, turning your efforts against you. I know. Like what? <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Not much else to say about Austin outside of the idols, personally. Unless you had anything else. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how he ends up, how that backbone story kind of ends up. Especially since next episode, we get a little bit of a, a, little bit of a hint in the next time on Survivor 
um, that him and D are, you know, kind of getting a little close to each other. And so it, it, it makes you wonder, right? Would Austin sacrifice this game for D? Would D be like, all right, Austin, you got to go. And Austin's got to be like, all right, sounds good. I don't think it'll go like that. <laughs> I don't think it'll go like that, but you know what I mean, right? I think to compare it, is Austin the new Bowie Jane? <laughs> is 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 D Jag? These are the questions we gotta ask. These each are the other questions here. we really gotta ask. Because we also gotta ask, what's going on with Bruce? <laughs> I was actually gonna move Bruce up to seven, by the way. You were I was, I was very close. I was oh very my close. Goodness. Yeah, low key I was as well. <laughs> um <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh what's going on with Bruce, guys? He just won two immunities in a row. He's got an idol. Um he's lost his allies, sure. He's getting positivity in the edit. You'll see in my edict, but he got over the top positive this episode for me. What's going on with Bruce? Like why why is he could he I mean <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you want to yeah. elaborate will uh yeah so shout out to uh official saving bruce um a cool 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 band uh by one of the best uh no yeah no bruce honestly he could still be a losing finalist i haven't ruled that out <laughs> if he is i deserve a hundred dollars from you a hundred no from me no i'm broke yeah man. No, so like let's on paper, Bruce has a really, really cool resume and potentially yeah. a really cool story, right? Because it's kind of similar, but a little better than Emily on paper, right? Losing yeah, his allies, losing his allies, made the merge, winning challenges, has an idol. You know, those are really good steps because you want your allies on the jury without you sending them there, right? And I think if Bruce does enter a final tribal council and if he is humble, like the Bruce we saw this episode where he's like, I understand I made flaws. They were not trying like I wasn't trying to be rude. I was trying to look for the good of the group. And if he's vulnerable, that is a really sick way to win Survivor. Right now, will Bruce do that? Probably not. You could probably get voted out next episode or the episode after with his idol. Who knows? But Bruce, he's been like weirdly shown in a really good light. Um, and it's very similar to Emily, I feel. Just Emily lost her allies pre-merge, except for Caleb. Or lost her tribe pre-merge. What do you think? Yeah. Um, first of all, I'd like to say uh, Bruce, Bruce um, in the episode, he talked um, about being you know, being upset and being scared that his family would see him in a negative light because of the way he may be portrayed on Survivor. That really sucks. And I think that speaks to the kind of the psychological maybe damage that goes on when you're on the island. Yeah. You know, things could happen. If you got a bad perception on there, you may have a bad perception on the show. You may be changed like that. And I'm sure the producers love Bruce. I'm sure they do. It's just... You know, it's the circumstance of Bruce's edit. Now, please do not go treat Bruce like he's trash because yeah, uh, Bruce is a Bruce. Love, lovely, lovely person. Um, but yeah. it, it's tough. It speaks it to the damage you can face on the show. However, with that being said, Bruce is turning it around. And, he is. you know, Mona, anyone who's been annoyed by Bruce till now has been voted off. <laughs> the jam jam effect dog the jam jam effect yeah the Gito you know, effect oh my god you know we'll talk about the jam jam effect with <laughs> our next player as well but a little bit of a you know a little bit of a jam jam effect there you know anybody who's annoyed by me is voted off but the biggest thread left remaining in the whole season what is going to happen with Bruce Gitter? like yeah what is that? What is that story leading to? Because it's not, you know, we'll, we'll compare two stories. We'll compare Katerra and Bruce and Kendra and Emily. Katerra and Bruce, that story started in episode two and get went on every episode. Pretty much every single episode, Katerra and Bruce was a part of it. 
We got one episode where Kendra said, I'm going to take revenge on Emily. What happened? Nothing. Kendra just went home. And Emily didn't even vote. (laughs) So that story went nowhere. But the Gatura and Bruce story has to go somewhere, right? And that's still the biggest question mark for me. I don't know about you, but that's still the biggest one. Yeah. And we haven't seen a whole lot of Bruce and Katora. I will say, too, going back to the whole, you know, effect of Survivor, I think when we see Bruce in confessionals, you can tell there's no malice. It's just a lack of self-awareness. And I think at home, Bruce is the greatest guy to be around. It's just when you're starving on an island, you know, someone like Bruce maybe isn't the best. And I hope he realizes that, you know, in the game and not not you know nine months after no but i'm very curious too i kind of want to see jake go home because i kind of want to see uh bruce and katora as the last two bellows remaining i think that'd be sick that'd be pretty funny (laughs) that'd be amazing um something to note too um katora just hasn't been able to vote for bruce at any tribal council yeah yeah um Caleb said, I think it was Caleb at least. Yeah, it was Caleb. Bruce has been immune 16 out of 17 days. That's pretty nuts. (laughs) That is. That's a lot of days. And I do not think, yeah, no, I don't think, yeah, Katora was never able to vote for Bruce because I think they were on different groups during the the split tribal. Yeah, they were. So that's crazy. That is legitimately (laughs) hilarious. That's kind of funny. (laughs) That is very Tika of Bruce. You know, it is you could, Bruce. I'm so glad that Bruce because I feel like Bruce would not last on, on the Tika. I think the Tika three were always going to like succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just would have been the third one out of that group. I think he would have lasted, um, Sarah Wade. Um, and that's it, <laughs> yeah. But you know, that that is a very cool storyline if they are the last two Bellas remaining. Um, and Again, very similar to South Pacific. I feel like them working together is not because of any storyline or them going, all right, look, I know we don't like each other, but we got to work together. It's more of a, oh, no, we are getting pagonged. We should do something about this, which is kind of lame. But, you know, what you going to do? I love Bruce. What are you going to do? Let's move on to D, but before we do, Jay brought up a really very, very interesting point. Uh, Everyone who's gotten a split vote, uh, voted a split tribal and stayed, made it to final tribal council. Did it happen in 41? (laughs) I I cannot remember. Nasir? Wait, hold on. I'm looking at it. I'm taking a look. Yeah, me too. Hold on. All right. Intermission. That is a very good. I mean, if, if Bruce makes it to Final Tribal Council and loses, I deserve uh, like money from Jack. Tough. Uh, every season before he won, Heather and Liana were the two who got uh, votes but stayed at 41. So, excluding 41, 42, you know, whatever. Um, but good statistics. They made, they made it to the finale at least except for liana okay there we go um <laughs> but now we move on to d who we still have at number one um i still have her confidently at number one uh if i had my bell curve of winning chances at this point i would have d at 85 to 90 percent chance i would have emily at a five to nine percent chance i would have katura at a one percent chance what about bruce everybody else did you say what about bruce <laughs> yeah you <laughs> want to talk about bell curves gotta include bruce in there okay bruce is like point zero 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 infinite zero one percent chance i like those odds going on in them bruce <laughs> all, tough, all in um but D, I hate you. Um, D to me by far has the best chance of winning. And this is the same thing from last week. That yeah. episode this week, not as good. You know, you say not as good as last week. She didn't really have much last week. Um, but not as good this week. She was 
talked about as a target. She was talked about as someone potentially, um, you know, could be uh, the first one to go from the Reba 4. But at the same time, to me, it's the fact of a little bit of the Jam Jam effect, as we said, as you said. Um, <clears throat> D, Juan and Kendra, only one who visibly said that, Kendra went home. Yeah. D's like, hey, you threw my name out. Get out of here. D has Austin wrapped around her finger. Julie wants to go to the end with D. Yeah. I mean, at this rate, D's got everybody wrapped around her finger. And it begs the question, how much are the producers going to do, or the editors rather, uh, how, are they, how much are they going to do to try and diminish the fact that D's the winner? Because I think yeah. they're doing everything they can. Because it's potentially pretty obvious. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because it's obvious to us, but I still don't see a lot of people going D is winning on the casual side, um, mm-hmm. which is personally great because it leaves. I mean, if you want to read the edic and like edit and like overanalyze everything, read into every single conversation, that's one thing, right? <clears throat> and you're, obviously, naturally, you're going to try to find the winner through that. But you know, if you're a casual having the winner still hidden is, is very good. Obviously yeah. it makes awesome. it compelling still. Uh, and for that reason, I still think D is going to win. Uh, I think the jam jam effect is just people have been calling D a villain. I disagree. I disagree as well to an extent. So the thing is we are so deprived of a natural villain that D giving Jake less rice is is a villain move. It's a new era villain move because no one wants to be a classic Russell Hance villain anymore because it just doesn't win Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really excited to watch Emily episode one because I thought she would be that villain. But instead, now she's an underdog and kind of an anti-hero for whatever. And we'll get to Emily later. But I think there's a case to be made where D or Drew are the villains of this season. You could even say Bruce, but at this point with how the numbers are shaping out, right? Like they're both underdogs, like Emily and Bruce. So what you going to do? Um, what are you going to do? But yeah, no, I still think D is winning. Um, there's, there's a slight chance I could see someone else winning uh, that we'll get to later. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, lock it in at this point. Lock it in for me as well. I think it's a 90% chance um, at a minimum for you to win this season. And I think the editors are really trying their best to diminish that and make sure that that, you know, really trying to make sure that we don't think it's D. It's probably D. Which sucks, but what are you going to do? Hi, Drew. Hi, Napoleon Dynamite. Um, did, you see, did you see Napoleon? There's a, there's a new Napoleon movie. Uh, I haven't yet. I saw Thanksgiving. Um, good movie. Great movie. Um, because uh, we talked about the movie before starting the podcast. We mainly talked Jack. about the fact that Addison Ray, legendary film actress, um, was in the movie. I have no idea who Addison Ray is, by the way. You've, what? Have you been living under a rock? You said the exact same. I told you this before. Anywho, Napoleon Dynamite. I have seen Napoleon Dynamite. Great movie. It's great. Um, Hi, Drew. I was going to move Drew to number eight this episode because this episode, it was not a good episode for Drew. I think, yeah, I, I, agree. I think the juxtaposition of Bruce giving this very heartfelt confessional where he was doubting his own family, his relationships with everyone. It, it humanized Bruce in such a way where it made him an underdog. It made him a hero when, you know, earlier, earlier people were calling him a villain, right? Mm-hmm. Cutting to Drew saying that Bruce has an ego and like he cannot face reality, it is a terrible confessional to have yep. if you are the winner or if you want to get shown in a positive light. I personally like that confessional because I want people to root against. I love rooting against Drew. I want nothing more than to see him flounder and fail. <clears throat> Not personally. I'm sure he's a great guy. He seems like a nice guy. But like I need people to root against and Drew is that guy. Mm-hmm. That plus the whole rice thing that was also shown very negatively especially against the fan favorites right 
or or the people that are shown in a positive light. Obviously, they don't know who the fan favorites are, you know, going in and while on the season. Right. Um, but it kind of reminds me. I my mind's been on Big Brother twenty five recently. Uh, but it reminds me of the mafia at the final five and final four and how they treated Felicia and Sari, yeah. where they felt like they were like the, the righteous group. And, you know, Sari and Felicia were kind of outcasted. I'm getting a very similar thing to that with three before, mainly from Drew, less uh, Julie and Austin and kind of D. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like Drew's not going to win. I kind of wrote him off already. I see everyone else winning over him uh, just because I feel like the way he, like his natural demeanor is naturally off, especially to a jury of Caleb and Kendra. Hmm. I don't see them really rewarding Drew, if that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, that was a hearty cough. Um, I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually think this episode was quite bad for Drew. I think his edit was very um, cocky uh, and a little bit, um, I wouldn't say aggressive. I would say more um, ah, abrasive. There we go. That's the word I was looking for, abrasive. Um, we're seeing we're seeing hints of that. We're seeing Drew disagree with people. We're seeing him act smarter than people. We're seeing him exclude people. Um, and I think, you know, I think, in, I think next time on Survivor, Drew and Jake have a confrontation, you know, could yeah. spell bad for Drew, could be that downfall we've all been looking for on Survivor Stock Watch from Drew. Woo-hoo. The call from the beginning. Um, yep. But yeah, Drew's been ruled out uh, light years ago as a contender. Uh, it just begs the question now, right? Kelly went 10th, Kendra went 9th. Is Drew next? When is he going to go? Because he's going to go. Yeah. Just when is it gonna happen? Right. Or or he's a losing finalist. <laughs> you good, Jack? You you're in a really dark room. I am in a dark room. Know you, you're on Survivor Stock Watch. My parents do know I'm on Survivor Blink Stock Blink twice if you need help. There we go. Um, yeah, no, and don't give Drew hate. I feel like he's like the type of player that everyone's just going to send crap towards. Don't do that. I'm sure the the whole eight people watching us or however many people, <laughs> you all seem really cool people. Um, but just because Drew is like playing up this character on a TV show when he's starving on an island doesn't mean he's a bad guy. He seems nice. It's just the, the seal is coming out. The fact that we haven't been shown Drew talking about his advantages being expired. Yeah, I mean, that's safety without power. He didn't use it, didn't need it. He could have made a play with it. Yeah, he did. He had it to final 10. Didn't even matter. Didn't use it. So that's just, we're not getting, not getting good stuff. But you know what else is pretty interesting, especially with Jay's most recent comment, is, uh, Will, I see you have changed your mind. Yeah, I've changed mine too, just for fun. <clears throat> Will's actually changed this one. Yeah, no, I I was going back and forth on or when where to put Emily for a long while, um. But if D doesn't win, right? I feel like Emily has the best edit, the best story, the best narrative on paper. Now this is Survivor, where anything can happen, and you know we could see all of the top four go out and we see like bruce winning for whatever reason but i feel like emily's whole storyline is she lost a lot of her allies um or she didn't even lose a lot of her allies she never had a strong alliance right except for with caleb caleb goes and we realized that she saw she realized her position this episode of hey three before our type and if they are able, if she's able to convince them to act like Drew or even Austin, right, and, and still like you know play up to like D and Julie, I feel like Emily would that that's a huge move for Emily, and I feel like outside of D, there's no one else I could really see as a good winner. 
except for Emily. Now, we can also go into crackpot theories where Jeff Probst, you know, we talked about it episode one and two, where Jeff Probst wasn't high on the season. Could be that we got a really undeserving winner. Undeserving winner. Um, I disagree, though. I think I think Emily has one of the best stories, especially if you just look at the stocks of her going from, uh, I had her at 16th, um, and then now she's number two. That is crazy. It's pretty good. I it's in it's an insane journey from basically dead last to she needs to have a great episode if she's out to hey top hey, contender for you. We got her episodes. Like this was we, a great episode for her. It's really, 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 really was, and I think it made people appreciate Emily, even Maybe. though uh even if people haven't appreciated her before, even if people didn't yeah. appreciate her loot face or her um swap bailo. Bellow face, you know, yeah. and appreciate we can appreciate Emily for what she's done, and I think it's quite uh quite a resume boost in a small way, in a small way, uh that she didn't have to vote Kendra out, yeah, she didn't have to didn't have to betray Kendra twice, you know, you betray her once, you don't have to show that. It's not much, but it's a little when you're in the jury. When you're when you're in the final three, right? It, let's say D Emily Julie, right? Final yep. three right there. Emily's got that over D and Julie. Emily might get Kelly, might get Kendra in that scenario. Maybe gets Katura as well. That's yep. three votes for you, and Thank you have you. a real real shot at winning the game. So she, re- yeah, Jay Jay's right. Jay hitting it every time. Uh, realizes is she at the bottom of Reba, given that she wanted Jake out over Kendra, yep. but Kendra still went home. Yeah, she's at the bottom. She's next episode, they're gonna try and take their shot. They're gonna try and swing big. Hopefully they hopefully they hit. Hopefully we get something interesting. But you know <laughs> right. but exactly. it was still a really good episode for Emily. Uh yeah, she got humanized. We saw more of an emotional side. Personally, I loved Lulu Emily the most. I really liked a chaotic, just over-the-top villain. And sadly, now we have a hero that I'm rooting for and will be sad if she gets footed out. Uh, the last thing I should we should say about Emily is um, how her content seems relevant in every episode, no matter how small. She's here. I mean, she's a huge, huge part of Survivor 45. That has yeah. not changed for anybody. I think that's still the case, and I think it's going to be the case with people talking about this season. Emily I think she was one of the people. 45. She's she is Survivor 45, you know. I think it's, her and Bruce are Survivor 45. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think Bruce too. Uh and then if, if D wins, then D as well, but not to the extent that Emily and Bruce had. Because I feel like they they represent the season the best of just chaotic but like vulnerable in a sense, right? Oh, for uh, sure. And it, it's it's weird having like one player represent a whole season because I, I still think while we can talk about Bruce being up there, it's really just Emily. Um, we didn't really have that with Survivor 45 because it was mainly the Tika 3. Uh, 43, I guess you can say Gabler represents that season the best because Gabler. But Gabler. like, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but no, like it, it's really wild hearing us talk about Emily episode one versus now. Where episode one, I'm like, Emily's not winning Survivor 45. And now I'm like, if it's not D, it's Emily. And if D goes next episode, which would be wild. Which would be nuts. We'd have like we'd have a field day on this podcast. We, we would celebrate <laughs> pop champagne. <laughs> then it's Emily. I don't know. Could be. Could, Could be. be. Hi, losing finalist number one. Hi, Jake. Uh Jake's a losing finalist. Uh I moved him down to three, and you will see why I did that right now. Um, <laughs> All right, cool. At the Bye. beginning, the first time I said Jake's losing finalist last episode, I was like, Jake's losing finalist. But I didn't say anything about where he was losing finalist, where he gets second and a couple votes, or where he get third and no votes. Jake is a zero-vote losing finalist to me. Yeah. He's a no-vote kind of player. To me. He's really lacking a spine out there, uh, you know, just insensitive with his reactions, um, and just bad gameplay, in my opinion. I think 
he's the clearest losing finalist. And my opinion, and probably yours as well, is Jake's the zero voter. If there ever was a goat, yeah, would it be Jake? I feel like I feel like really he's just the season's Owen. Uh, I think with a touch more personal touch, a touch more sympathy, a touch more of fanfare. But like he is pretty much Owen. Nothing's working out for Jake. Doesn't really have a backbone. Not really com- like excelling in any spot in Survivor. And it's it's sad because he knows he's in a bad spot. It's just he doesn't have the finesse to get out of it. And he's in a spot now where the game's kind of happening around Jake. Um, but nothing's really like he's going to get zero votes that or like something crazy happens in the next three episodes where he, you know, finds like five idols and gets out D and gets out Emily wins every challenge and somehow wins. But like, we're also on planet earth. So that's not happening. We're on earth. It's not happening at this (laughs) point. Jake's the zero vote losing finalist for me. Not a hundred percent zero vote, but a hundred percent losing finalist. Yeah, he can, I can see him getting a vote from Bruce. Sure, maybe but one, maybe but one, probably zero, probably zero. High losing finalist number two. Hi, Julie. Um, Julie's also my losing finalist. She might get one vote, uh, seven to one. We see it every time. Uh, but I want to hear why you have Julie at four. Now, is that because she's a losing finalist and Emily's just the second contender? Or, okay. Yeah, it's not that Julie did anything bad. It's just I I personally had Emily higher, and it was a toss-up between her and Jake, honestly. (laughs) I think the odds of Julie being a losing finalist are lower, but I do not see Julie. I could see Jake winning a final travel council over Julie, if if, if that makes sense. Sure. I think I think a bitter jury, last Bellow left, you know, if they're mad at the re before for stifling gameplay, I could see them giving Jake the win. As well. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say with both Jake and Julie. You can kind of group them together at this point. Um, yep. Jake got burned, literally, with burnt rice or no rice. Um, and Julie just got kind of mediocre content this week. And so... Yep. You know, it just raises the question of will they be losing finalist? Will they get voted out? Probably losing finalist. Um, and that's all you can really say about these guys. There's not really much going on with them. Uh, I'm interested for uh, uh, the two of these. Uh, Jake, uh, seeing him in that confrontation next episode with Drew, and with Julie, if she's the one to flip. I will say, too. Um... Another reason why I dropped Julie lower than Jake is the whole, um, what's it called? What the uh, sanctuary, where uh, she makes this deal with Kendra and Bruce, saying, "Hey, let's just vote at Jake," and then she had to turn her back on that, even though that wasn't Julie's plan. That's not going to be shown very lightly to the jury. I feel, and I feel like they Kendra wouldn't respect that as much because she's just kind of making promises. She wasn't able to keep. Um, ooh, Jay's kind of agreeing with me. That's what I like to hear. Oh, so, maybe once the separator game from Julie's wins immunity and puts her in fire. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but it raises the question: Does it matter? Because <laughs> to us, right? To us as viewers, we see. D controlling the game and Julie just kind of following the lead of D. Yeah. You know, so would D do that in a sense of fear? Or maybe Julie's the better one at fire? I want to point something out. Just, you know, a little bit of fire speculation from me. You know, last season... Carson had fire all throughout his glasses. We saw it the whole time, and he ended up going into fire. I'm not saying I'm a visionary. However. What did you steal from Reddit? I know you're not thinking this on your I didn't own. No, no. I, I didn't steal this from I didn't steal this from anywhere. <laughs> Jake 
had a shot in this episode where there was fire. We, or actually, he did a good like little quick thing. It was like, nice job, Jake, when he was making fire. <laughs> Jake is a fire-making winner and gets third place. <laughs> that is I feel like I feel like if he does win fire, I think he gets second, honestly. Okay. I, I think I think the jury would respect that. I think they would respect the underdog. I think they would be like, all right, Jake fumbled his way, but at the same time, he always tried. I think the jury would respect that over Julie. Especially with the sanctuary, especially with Julie making a promise to Bruce and Kendra voting out Jake and then turning her back on that. I do not think the jury, I don't think this jury would respect that because you have oddballs like Caleb, who, you know, is talking about aliens episode one, K- Kendra, who can't eat bugs because of her star sign. And, and Kelly's normal, but like <laughs> Kelly, you know, um, like, I don't know. I, I think this jury is a weird jury personality wise. And I think that's going to reflect who wins. I think it's going to be interesting how it plays out. And the last person, um, I don't know, you know, like I ever, <laughs> I ever at six because I'm just like, eh? yeah, because Katura's always been the one big question mark going in. It's just weird. Like, I don't really know where to put her. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's weird. She's weird. She's, she has the hardest. Her and Kendra had the weirdest edits to read, and now I get why Kendra had a weird edit, and just because she just kind of got voted out on the one episode where it was mainly about twists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like I kind of I've written off Ketora unless there's a massive change in Ariba goes and idols are burned. I don't see that though. I could see her as a casualty. Actually, I have a crackpot theory. That I just thought of. What if next episode, Jake wins the challenge, Bruce idols? I Who think. I don't know. But the thing is, I feel like there's been so much, a lot of talk about getting Jake out that I don't think it. it I mean, it could disappear overnight. But I feel like there's still going to be a strong sense of we still need Jake gone. So right. Jake is going to win the challenge. Bruce obviously is going to play his idol. And I feel like that will cause a big enough shift to where Jake is able to kind of go back into the under the radar and just kind of coast his way to the end game. Um, maybe Tora goes in that sense. Maybe we get a zero vote tribal. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, you, you, right, this is a little, <laughs> a little, <laughs> a little crack. theory. Maybe, maybe you're kind of stretching my bounds here. Um, but there's three idols. You know what I mean. There, there are three idols. It, it could get very, 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 very interesting. And it makes you wonder where Katura falls all into that. You know, does Katura mm-hmm. get voted out next episode? Does she get sixth, fifth? Does she become a losing finalist? Does she win? You Like, you really don't. <laughs> Yeah, really don't all know. of the above. I think the most likely thing, the, the two most likely scenarios for me is one, she gets voted out in like that sixth kind of range, or two, Katura is getting a losing final state, which is quite interesting to see Katura in the end, but it very well could happen. I still think Bruce is a losing finalist, man. I gotta be real. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't have the vision, all right? I don't have the vision. I don't have the vision. You don't have the vision. I really it's, don't. Man, it's all good. No, but yeah, no, Katara, I feel like she's just, she's just that player that just doesn't have a good edit. And we won't see much of. Or or maybe, maybe we're just gassing her up too much. And maybe she just did nothing but... You know, hit on Bruce the entire time on the island. We don't know. We weren't there. We, well, we weren't there. We don't know. We, we don't know. <laughs> no. It's time. It's stock time. time. It is. Here we go. Emily with the best episode with yep. a double buy. Uh, just really, really good episode, as you said. As you said so perfectly, well, well done. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yes, of course. Uh, we have 
Austin drew and Bruce as buys. I mean, Austin, he has a lot of stock already. Just buy some more. Why not? Drew with the cautious buy, you know, still in control. I'm going to hope that he is like, I'm going to hope that Drew stays next episode. So that's buy makes sense right now. And then next episode is time to sell. But we'll see. Playing a dangerous game. Very dangerous. And I have Bruce at a buy. Remember yeah. when Bruce was at a slash? Remember when Bruce was like, why do you have this? He's at a buy now. That's yeah. kind of nuts. But he has an <laughs> idol. He, If he decides I'm only playing it on myself, I'm playing if I don't win immunity, he's guaranteed in the final seven. That's... That that's is, a buy. that's a yeah. that's a buy. You know, that's something you could do. I do worry though. Um, uh, sorry, wrong, wrong comment. So does Julie keep Austin's idol next episode? Yeah, it could be interesting. Um, we talked about this at the very beginning, but if Julie keeps Austin's idol, it's going to be a very, very interesting, <laughs> yeah, uh, and run, and it could screw Austin in the future. Uh, speaking of Julie, I have Jake, Julie, and Katura as stays. Jake's a losing finalist. Julie's a losing finalist, but with with an idol, with an idol, and Katura is a. Wow. <laughs> if you want to buy your Katura stock, I, I don't know. I maybe you're a visionary, right. but you know I don't know Wall Street like like some people do. So who knows? And I have D as a slight sell, like the slightest sell. Yeah. Maybe like you sell half of one. You know what I mean? Like it's not really, you don't have to really think too much of it. It's just bad episode on paper, just a little bit of a sell, but still probably. probably what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I pretty much agree. Uh, I personally, I feel like, yeah, D is kind of a stay, but. I also, you might want to just be a little careful because, you know, we try to analyze the edit, but anything can happen. D could go out next episode and we would just be floored. Like, I was not expecting Kelly to go that quickly on episode, what, episode eight? So, yeah. who knows? Anything can happen, but, anything yeah. Happen. With the edge, uh, yeah, as you can see, Bruce with the over-the-top positive three. A lot. Of, I saw a lot of people um, kind of giving him like a, a mixed tone, sometimes no. a complex personality. I think it's Bruce. I think it's over-the-top, uh, but I think it's positive just because of the way it's been edited. I was hesitant on Drew getting maybe a negative or a mixed tone for this episode, but I just went with the neutral because I think it was a safer play. But it's a, it's a, it's a weary. It's a weary and wary kind of neutral yeah. for that and emily obviously with the best on paper i mean cpp uh she's been really carrying the edric game so she has she really has what do you think? kind of edit i want if i ever go on survivor no i mean i pretty much agree except for except for drew i'd give him the negative personally hmm. because i feel like it loses a lot of the upsides that d had because at least with d she had a very similar bad episode but she also got her way with tribal I feel like, you know, we didn't really see Drew in the driver's seat for wanting to vote out um, uh, uh, Ketora, not Ketora, Kendra. Sorry, something over my words. Um, <laughs> Jay, I like your crackpot theories, man. I like you thinking that D is going to get voted out at final six. I do appreciate that. It's good. I really do. We like it. We Listen, like I mean, crackpot theories here. We should really change Stockwatch to crackpot theories. Uh, yeah, we, should. we should. But, um, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think the final question looming over uh, us as we wrap up with our oh no face with Bruce is is Ariba going home next episode? Yes? No? I hope We're so. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. Too. Uh, please let us know in the comments if you think Ariba's going home next episode. If you think the game will get shaken up even a little bit, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Are we going to get a true steamroll, or uh, are people going to get move hungry? Especially, saw this comment a little bit earlier. Let me just 
find it. Also, um, thank you people for being active in chat. Uh, yes. We like this. I know this was a very early episode. It's just blame me. I was very busy. And I'm actually busy next Friday, I think. Um, but I'll talk to we'll talk to Jack behind the scenes. There we go. Usually the family reward episode. Yeah. Family yeah. reward. Final eight could inspire people to make a big move and try and win the game. So we could see that Reba fall uh, next episode. But Will. Jack. This has been the stocks. This has been all nine of the stocks. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I want to give a happy birthday to my boy, Rowie. Rowie Romero. Happy birthday to you, lad. Uh, thank you, everyone, for talking in the comments. You know, I remember when me and Jack first started this, we talked to legitimately no one. Um, <laughs> so watching this slowly grow has been really fun. I've, I, this is my favorite podcast to do. Uh, I've been doing. Me I did well. a few of them with Randy and and the big the big brothers, but this one this one's the best personally. This is the goat. This, this is, is the goat. The worst Survivor podcast on the <laughs> internet. And, and the Jay best was well. And Jay was there. Oh, our thank you, hero. Jay. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Mona. Thank you, everyone, for coming out to Survivor Stock Watch episode nine. Yeah. We will see you episode ten. Happy Woo. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. Happy Black Friday. Go get some D.